You found us. Welcome to Emergency Protocol, a podcast for people who are stressy and depressy. We are your hosts, Denise and Jackie Freed. That's my mama. And that's my baby. We are sharing our 12 steps reimagined for today's society. And our bumpy, pothole-ridden spiritual paths. And we're bringing you along for the ride. This is us doing the actual work. When the shit hits the fan, you know it's time for... Emergency Emergency Protocol. Hi. Hello. How's it going? It's going. Today is a day where we're... We needed to take a like a ten minute nap. Yeah, really, I needed like an hour and I, a half. I did. needed a snooze, but tomorrow's okay. Easter. We had Passover, kind of like half Jewish, half Christmas, half Passover, half Easter. Yeah. So, latkes and ham, anyone? Yeah, it's like the spring version <laughs> of the Thanksgiving Christmas smush. We're just like, okay. <laughs> Family for everyone. Family for everyone. And we had dim sum, which was good. I had like three three bites of gluten things. So we'll see if the gluten depression hits. We'll see. We'll let you know tomorrow. Yeah. I did take a lot of pro I took extra probiotics this morning. Right. So we'll see. Sometimes we'll we see. have things that are just so delicious that you we, just gotta do just it. Gotta, you gotta live your life. Gotta live your life. Yeah. But it's uh it's a choice. It's going to hit. Mm-hmm. Might be hitting mid-podcast. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jackie has to take a, make a run for it. Yeah. And we'll know. The gluten was mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> no, I think I think we'll be out. <laughs> Gut instinct says we're, we're fine for the, for the moment. So this is episode six. Mm-hmm. We're talking about step three. Yes. Um. And step three, we wrote as we trust that something bigger, and we capitalized something bigger, is taking care of us. So we trust that something bigger is taking care of us. Mm -hmm. The original step three um, that I've been working this whole time was uh, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Capital G for God and capital H for him. Hmm. So <laughs> Jackie's laughing because she said this is the first step in the ones that we were going through that gave her the icks. So yeah. you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um Capital H, him, God has never resonated with me. Even as a kid, even before me too, before all of, before I went to college, before all of the things happened, it just was like, oh, like really? Um, That never felt aligned. And I've never had a concept of God as being a him, right? Like that kind of like old bearded white dude, you know. Like the thing that probably may or may not, but because of societal programming, what you initially think of when you think of God. Like the God at the top of the Sistine Chapel reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. That dude. Got it. Right? And like, yeah, he's got a bod, but like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't, you know, is that guy really looking out for me? Mm. Is he taking care of me? Do I need to turn myself over to this daddy God man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that if that's what you believe in and, you know, you're Catholic or you're Christian or yeah. you have that this concept of God and it works for you, great. Mm -hmm. Keep at it. I also had a problem with the word God um, because once I got to this step, I was like, oh, this might be a cult. Like, am I getting <laughs> brainwashed into a cult? Then I thought, well, if it's a cult, I'll still take it because it's better than being a drug addict, right? Mm. Like, I, I got it. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so we'll just try it for a little while, see yeah. if this works. Um, but something bigger, we trust that something bigger is taking care of us. Mm -hmm. So there's a thing between belief, a difference between belief and trust. Yeah. Right. Um, for me, it is like I, I can believe in something bigger, but when it comes time to like actually let go and trust that stuff's going to be okay, even if yeah. it doesn't come out my way, that's a different situation. And yeah. learning to let go of outcomes was a big part of building my sense of something bigger. Yeah. Um, totally. But what I loved about... The original step, even though as I kind of worked through it, mm -hmm. uh, was the part that says as we understood him, even though it was understood him, right, mm -hmm. whatever, it left that thing open to everyone, right? Like right. you didn't have to be Christian. You didn't have to be Jewish. You didn't have to be Muslim. You didn't have to be Hindu or any other kind yeah. of religion, whatever you understood God to be is what it was fine. Yeah. I think God is still a very polarizing label for yeah. a lot of people and something bigger does feel a little softer and a little mm -hmm. more, you could believe in the energy of all things. You can believe in the waves. You can believe in the clouds. You can believe in the power of the groups, right? Like you can believe in goddess or mother Gaia or capital G him, capital H him, God. Right. Like you can. Yeah. So the part about this step is where we go from, you know, we first we surrender mm -hmm. and, adm and admit that there's a problem. Right. We're not okay. We're not okay. And then we, kind of say like we're gonna be okay <laughs> right <laughs> we believe we're worthy of being okay yeah right so we're kind of starting to open the door to believing that there's hope yeah and then this part is kind of the first part of all right am i really going to trust that I am going to be taken care of. Right. Um, because I've been at this a lot longer, 
I want to hear how this particular step mm-hmm. has changed um, your kind of operational system. Yeah. Um, since we've started talking about this. Totally. So it's interesting when you said that like the part that you liked the most was that as we understood him, I thought you were going to say made the made a decision part. Because when we were going through and rewriting and kind of going through like, like literally just like picking apart every word of every sentence in the original steps, like that part felt really important to you mm-hmm. um, because it allows us to maintain like ownership and our own integrity over um, over this this process, right? While still being humble and surrendering and trusting and hoping. Um, and I think that like is implicit in we made a decision to trust that something bigger is taking care of us, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of implied in there. In the we trust. Yeah. 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 Because the so, decision will have had to been made. Yeah. Right. There is something about that decision, though, that's pretty powerful. It's like, yeah. are you going to, like, is there something bigger or isn't there something bigger? Right. right. And and either way, it's fine. Either way, it's fine. There are ways. There are definitely resources out there if you are agnostic or atheist um, for the 12 steps. So if you're curious about that, um, maybe we can add those into the show notes or something. Yeah, we can um, find something for you. Yeah. Or you can find it yourself. Up to you. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I've talked a little bit about my, like, religious history, I think, before. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done a lot of meditation. I've been meditating since, like, middle school, maybe even before that. Like, I, you know, um, just growing up in L.A., you do, like, yoga as your after-school enrichment. <laughs> and stuff right and like you have always been doing your like woo-woo spiritual stuff um for a while you were doing these things that like it was something to do with like frequencies and kind of neural pathways it was like an audio (laughs) track without any words yeah it was something that was supposed to be building new neural pathways in your brain yeah but it was basically meditation sounds it was was probably like like sound bowls or crystal bowls that we know now or sound bath but then it was was just like oh i'm building new neural pathways in my brain yeah who knows (laughs) what we put into our brains i don't know i don't even remember but I definitely downloaded that onto my like little iPod that had the four buttons at the top. And like we were on a family trip, I think down in Mexico when I listened to it for the first time. This was like the first really powerful meditation experience that I had where I like had read about how some monks, when they meditate, they can basically slow down their bodily systems and their like breathing and blood flow so that they barely have to breathe but can still like maintain life. Like the Tibetan monks. Yeah. And, but they had like verified it with science, right? Mm-hmm. They had put them like in a MRI or something like right. that, or I don't know what the correct measurement, measurement was, but they was, did, but they did something. Scientifically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I thought that was so cool. And I was like, I want to try that. And so I just like laid there while I was listening to these like gongy bong sounds <laughs> and tried to like slow down my breathing. And I remember having like 
not really an out of body experience, but my mind was just like quiet. And I felt like I had like integrated into like the universe essentially. And so that kind of, that's like. the first time I'm hearing this story, by the way. Really? Yes. I feel like I've told you this before. Nope. Maybe not quite in as much detail, but yeah, it was at Herb's house. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, that's kind of the, like the dark horse of meditation that I've been chasing ever since then. Like I haven't quite Mm. ever been able to get back to that level, but you know, I, I, in years past before I, um, well, yeah, just in, in previous years, I'm not, I don't have a regular meditation practice at this very moment, but I did meditate every morning before starting my day for a while. And I, some days I could get there, some days I couldn't, where I would just sink into like, it just felt like I hit this like energetic frequency throughout my body that just mm. felt like love. It felt mm-hmm. like it was like radiating love, right? Um, And so having kind of noodled my way through this third step, if I can make God anything I want it to be, right? Something bigger as we understand it, Why would I not choose to make God the most loving and cozy and welcoming and most like softest grandmotherliest like nourishing version that it can be? Because that's the reality. I don't have, I mean, I have a a Jewish faith that I kind of grew up with and also kind of grew up with spirituality and vaguely Catholicism, but like not, I never really respected Catholicism. I think I just, you know, they started telling us too much. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And also just like, yeah, in school, like the Spanish Inquisition, I don't know, just like (laughs) a lot of really bad stuff has been done in the name of religion. Right. And a lot of really good stuff. And it's helped a lot of people. But like in school, when you're just learning about all of these things that people are doing because like they're doing it in capital H, his name. I'm like, like, in California where they took over and the, and the missionaries basically. Yeah. You learn about like the establishment of the missions and how they basically (laughs) just like raped and pillaged and like renamed all of these like, you know, indigenous people. (laughs) It's horrible. And you learn about that in like third and fourth grade, right? Like, and we have to, and you have to actually build the mission. Like you're for the mission. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. And go visit the missions. No, we built the houses. I don't think we had to build the mission. Uh, I just remember, you know, you do typical kid thing. Like, hey, we have to build a mission and it's due tomorrow. Can we go to Michael's? And it's like (laughs) 630 at night. The night before it's due. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. No ADHD here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Back to, back to the something bigger. So the, the concept that I have currently landed on, I mean, I, I have connected with this idea that Grant, that your mom, Grammy has had a say for years at around her dinner table as kind of a way of saying grace is like, thank you to the spirit that moves through all things. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a really beautiful concept. Um, And that definitely has led to me feeling more connected to the broader like universe. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and feeling like primarily a life force and then a human and then a like whatever, like the circles get smaller and smaller, right? Um, but the concept I've landed on for now is the universal mother because mm-hmm. it just feels so good. Yeah. And so when I'm when I catch myself spinning my wheels or doubting myself or something uncomfortable happens or I'm mad about something, I have been pausing and I take a breath and I just kind of like like sink in to my body and then I say to myself, the universal mother is taking care of me. And it just feels good. So you actually started smiling right then when you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I was like, oh, it's, it's, nice. it's like a little it's like cozy. a little energetic hug. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any kind of um because this is part of the issue mm-hmm. I had with the God as I used to understand mm-hmm. him was um is there any kind of judgment or you know, wanting to please the universal mother, right? Like you don't want to disappoint the universal mother. Is there any of that dogma attached to it that's just so right. part, a part of what we talk about when we talk about something bigger? Um, no, because I think ultimately like my – understanding is that my physical at the end of my life my physical form will be changed into something tbd right Mm -hmm. um and energetically that there are processes that are alive and functioning in my body and those don't just disappear when my life ends right that must go somewhere that energy goes somewhere right and so that to me is like I am like rejoining kind of this broader like energy that moves through all things. Yeah. Yeah. Like rejoining the universe. Hmm. Right. And so in that regard, there's like no there's I think also it helps that like Judaism doesn't believe in hell too. like there's definitely shame and guilt and like, you know, oh, yeah, all of that. Right. And especially. Um. Yeah, like not to say that that doesn't exist, but I I haven't had this inherent fear of going to hell anytime I did something bad. Mm. Right. I think I did when I was a little kid when I believed yeah. in whatever that was. I was the only one who didn't go to Catholic school, so I kind right. of didn't really understand it, and I didn't mm-hmm. have any kind of stories. I wasn't in a preschool where you know what I mean. I didn't yeah. have that as part of my um education and so i kind of thought i was gonna go to hell (laughs) but i wasn't sure and it's like you know i don't know i i think at when i when i was hitting my bottom Mm -hmm. i i think the way i felt about god was like if there really was something bigger than me, then why did I end up here? Mm. How did it, how did that happen? Right. right? If I'm really like, being looked after, 
Then, this is, this ain't then, it. Then what happened, right? Yeah. And and there's yeah, people like, when, on a smoke when I, break. Yeah, and that, and I get that all the time. <laughs> like, if there's a god, then why is there, you know, why are there wars and why is right. there, you know, child abuse and why is there just fill in the blank of mm-hmm. all the ugly things that humans do to each other? And I think that those are human wills, right? Humans. Yeah choosing to do horrible things to one another mm-hmm. sometimes in the name of God. Right. And sometimes I think because there is no concept of anything bigger to answer to. Right. right. And it's not that I'm answering to something bigger, but if, if, using your universal mother as this kind of what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. If there's this universal mother out there looking after me, yeah. why wouldn't I also want to look after her by being the best version of myself mm-hmm. around other people? Right? Like why wouldn't I also want to be and that's, you know, and you hear about it in scriptures and stuff like that you being in the image of God, right? Yeah. Like why wouldn't I want to be worthy of being looked after? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it does require some sort of work on my end. And I think um, when you were talking about making a decision, I did like that because it's actually a, a, an action step. Right? right. Like, and I think that that is the same with trust. It's like, Belief is one thing. Trusting is an action. Like yeah. you have to like, again, decide yeah. to trust that, you know, even though all this chaos is going around me and yeah. things don't look great and this could all end horribly, yeah, I'm going to be taken care of. I don't know why it's happening. And yeah. maybe it's happening so that I'm pushed down a different river, right? Like sometimes... The boulder falls down the fork in the river, so you go down a different river right. and end up in a better place. I can't see it because I'm just on the river. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know that that right fork was way worse river for me to go down than the left fork. But when right. I get to the, down to the end of the left fork, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> or something bigger. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. So... And and also, um, for me, in the beginning, we would say the serenity prayer a lot. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I didn't mind the word God in that, right? Mm-hmm. And it was God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So <clears throat> because it takes a lot of courage to trust. Yeah. Right. It takes a lot of courage to believe and admit and trust and then and look at yourself and also look at yourself and go, okay, I'm still even with all the wrinkles and pimples and and good and the bad and the ugly, I'm still worthy of being looked after. And it's and I'm still going to believe that I I'm worthy of that or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I think there's some, um, 
I want to say hope, but it's really more faith. You know, I, I don't know. It's yeah. there's so there's so many different things in this, but the visual I feel when I really did kind of take in the third step for the first time was mm. kind of like what you said. It was just like I, a deep breath in and my shoulders coming off my my ears. Mm. Like, oh gosh. I'm not responsible for the whole earth. I'm not responsible. You know, like there is yeah. so much stuff going on. And I remember you talking about stuff. And you're like, how can I be okay when the ocean's heating up and there's wars yeah. and there might my house might flood and my, you know, mm -hmm. fill in the blank of catastrophes around right. the world. And that's true. We yeah. can feel anxious and like scared and mm -hmm. what do we need to do? Right. And what can I do? What, you know, the courage to change the things I can, mm -hmm. which is like, okay, I'm donating to the NRDC. I'm going to show up for protests when I need to. I'm yeah. going to vote when it's time. I'm going to write letters during that time, you know, like yeah. I'm going to do what I can. Yeah. And then that's all, you know. <laughs> right. And the wisdom to know the difference, which is, yeah, the ocean is getting warmer, mm -hmm. right? And things are happening there. And yeah, I can, the, you know, the difference is I know I can vote. I know I can write letters. I know I can donate money to environmental causes. Yeah. But I myself can't just walk down to the ocean and make it get cooler. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and there's I want to say it's not a like a resignation of like, oh well, the ocean's getting cool hotter. Like, right. oh well. It's more like yeah, the ocean's getting hotter and I'm still going to do, I'm still going to show up for my life. Right. 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 Which is hard. Yeah. It's hard. I I had to like unfollow certain accounts and kind of be very intentional about the media that I consume. Um, like with Instagram stories, I don't just like let them roll. Like I just open the ones that are from the people that I care about and then I close those. Um, or, uh, and it's gotten harder with reels harder. because they just feed in, like you click on something your friend yeah. is doing. And then next thing you know, you're in this real world, 20, right. 20 videos in like, what the hell? Right. And that's also kind of why I haven't been using TikTok Cause I mm. know that it's going to take up a lot of my time if I do start to go down that path and I just want to be intentional about it. So, um, yeah, I'm like the old lady who gets all of her, all of her <laughs> TikToks via Instagram now because they show up as reels like a week later. Um, yeah, so I think it is important, yeah, to recognize like this concept of God slash something bigger doesn't allow for. I mean, I had to choose to not spiritually bypass, right? Like 
I think you hear it a lot in traditional religious communities where people say like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like that's a shitty thing to hear, you know, like, oh, your mom died for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like who need nobody needs to hear that. You were molested for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) God, Um, God works in mysterious ways. Right. Like all of those kind of weird isms that people like to. Yeah. share um because people don't know what to say so they just say stupid right shit. right including us on this podcast sometimes yeah. we will say things that are going to upset people and you're not going to agree with sure. and that's also great yeah um <laughs> totally because we're human beings just like you yeah um but yeah recognizing like i I can do my part in these little ways that I can, and it's not going to be perfect, right? Especially with the climate stuff, like climate, climate anxiety has been kind of like the one of the key, the key fixtures in my mental health slash illness over the last few years, um, along with like our political climate in the U.S., right? So, um. It's just something that I fixate on. It like shows up all the time for a long time. I just like was beating myself up mentally for every piece of plastic I used. I'm like, oh, that's literally going to be around forever and ever and ever. Um, And recognizing that like I can do my best. I can have my reusable water bottle and do X, Y, Z. And I'm stuck driving the gas guzzling car that I have until I can afford to get a new one. That's healthier for the planet, right? Um, But really, the problem that is happening climate-wise is, like, there's, like, a handful of companies that are causing a majority of the pollution. I'm not those companies. Like, that's not on me. Right. And they've, like, there's been a whole media circus that's kind of passed the buck onto individual consumers when really, like, there should have been, from the beginning, a bigger conversation about, the full life cycle of products, who's responsible for them, blah, 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 right? And we also live in a city. Los Angeles is not great about its, like, uh, recycling infrastructure or waste management. I think most most people's aren't. Yeah, yeah. Um, But having to step off of that hamster wheel or at least slow it down to the point where I'm not just, like, gripping onto the rungs for dear life while mm-hmm. I'm going upside down in a circle over and over again um, has been like a real a real journey for me too. And I also notice it like with people who um, are watching news all the time. Yeah. Right. Even it doesn't matter what kind of uh, news cycle you're you're doing. Yeah. What or channel it is. Right. It could be. It could be right or left or up, down, sideways. Yeah. It's mostly negative. And yeah. so like for me, I haven't watched the news for decades because it just, I can't. Yeah. It's too Outside much. Outside of like major elections or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty um, targeted in my feed. Mm-hmm. And I do get some things delivered to me sure. in the day. Like um, I think there's one that I re- that I do like, which is 1440. And it's just about, it's just 
not taking sides, just reporting. Mm-hmm. And I I like that there's a lot of different stuff in there. And yeah. it's sciencey and arts and animals and all the things. Sure. And I can click on what I can take in. Right. And I can just either say, okay, I saw it, but I don't need to go down that rabbit hole of doom and gloom yeah. today. Right. Um, it's not to say that I'm totally like Pollyannaing my way through life and right. just saying, oh, well, you know, Ukraine's not happening here. So, you know, it's right. I, I, I'm not that, but I'm, I'm aware of how I ingest media and, yeah. um, what I allow in. Like I don't, totally. I don't listen to the radio. I listen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so I think guarding how and what goes in is also mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Um, and I think also with the um, serenity prayer, right? The serenity to accept the things I cannot change also like requires a level of like stoicism and acceptance, mm-hmm. right? Like. That has been really, I think that was a seed that was planted very early on in my brain via you and dad and the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I can choose to pick my battles and I can feel my emotions, but also choose to not let them like d- control my life, right? I can choose whether or not I want to engage with this person or with this idea or if I want to feel angry and act out of anger, right? And choose what things I want to fight about with people. And for the most part, like I let a lot of stuff go. I swallow a lot. I let a lot of stuff go. Um I'm very passive. Like I spilled I spilled sauce on my jacket, a soupy dumpling sauce. Mm. That crucial gluten had to do it. Um and the person sitting next to me was like, oh, like, bummer. And I was like, well, I'm just going to throw it in the wash. Like, right. what? Are, you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why care about something that's not actually important? And, you know, er, even early in my relationship with your dad, my mm-hmm. sponsor, we were having a disagreement about something. And she's like, well, you can be right or you can be happy. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I just want to be right and I'm just right. going to hang on to it and I'm going to be to the totally. bitter end and F you and I'm right and you're wrong. Something is, N- yeah. Never really pans out in my favor. Never, never has anybody said, you know what? You are right and mm. I am wrong and mm. I should have listened to you from the beginning. Right. Very, I would say very rarely. Let's say the 5% or 3% of the time that happens. What normally happens is everybody takes sides and then locks in and is Mm -hmm. like, I am, you know, it's not good. Yeah. So I think, you know, um, the thing about the serenity to accept the things that cannot change is also really beautiful in that you know, I'm going to be serene in my acceptance, Yeah. right? I'm not going to be um, fighting it the right. whole way. I'm just going to like, okay, yeah, I'm accepting this mm-hmm. the way it is. I don't have to like it. Right. 
I don't have to agree with it. Right. Just need to accept that, you know, and so a lot of it is like, you do you, you know, yeah. you do you and I'm going to do me over here and right. we agree to disagree and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, it didn't turn out the way I wanted. I didn't get the job I wanted. I didn't get the guy. I didn't get the fill in the blank. Right. Um, and then. The other thing about the courage to change the things I can for me was and really focused on getting over my addictions, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, this is going to take some courage. This is going to be scary. Yeah. This is going to be hard and it's going to take some work. And I think I alluded to, and I don't remember which one we were talking about, where I, you know, I come from the place where I don't want to do the work mm -hmm. to get the prize. I want the prize. I want to be first place and my first diving match, yeah. no matter what, right? Yeah. I want to be first. I, I thought about this yesterday. Yeah. I, <laughs> in elementary school, they were doing a play called Alice in Wonderland, and I was pissed I didn't get Alice. Okay, first of all. I can't remember. You know me. I'm I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible mm. with labels. I can't even remember song names. Mm -hmm. And how was I supposed to even memorize Alice's role, uh -huh. first of all? Second of all, I don't even know what they gave me, but I didn't want that. And <laughs> so I just dropped out of the whole thing. But mm. it was like lunacy. Yeah. Because, A, I couldn't even do it. If I wanted to, I right. wasn't incapable of doing it. Right. But I wanted no part of it if I wasn't going to be Alice. Mm. And it's the same thing with the diving thing. And it's the same thing with that. And so it does take a little bit of courage to go, you know, mm -hmm. you might not be all that yeah. in this situation. And you might need to be a little humble yeah. and learn and take advice and take contrary action right. and do stuff that doesn't feel so great in order to get better. Yeah. But I was willing to do that because it was yeah. like the courage to change the things I can and the things I wanted to change was me. Right. Right. And so I dove into that step a lot when I was yeah. going for job interviews when I was doing anything scary and I just needed to pause, I would get to where I was going, go into the bathroom say the serenity prayer and then step out and kind of just go, okay, whatever happens here happens here. I'm, I'm showing up. Right. Yeah. Like, so that courage was, I just showed up. Sometimes that was enough. Yeah. Just getting out of bed sometimes was all the courage I needed. Just like, okay, today I'm just going to have the courage to get out of bed. I'm going right. to have the courage to return the call when someone's mad at me. Right. I'm going to have the courage to, negotiate this deal that is sticky and with a lot of people that are agitated, right? right. Like I'm going to face the fire right. and go, okay, I might get burned a little today, but I'm going to face it. Yeah. Um, Because that's what I need to do in order to be a responsible human, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And from a mental health perspective, I think we talk about it in the episode, maybe before this or mm -hmm. um, two before this, but like for me, I did spend a lot of time like people pleasing and kind of functioning as a like human design generator, if you know what that is, versus a human design manifester, which is what apparently I am. And that 
pushing against the resistance served me to a certain extent, but it also really burned me out and resulted in a lot of like bad coping, not bad coping mechanisms, which is like lack of any coping mechanisms really, right? Like I just kind of like petered out Mm. after a certain point. And so when you would tell me like when I was in high school or in college, you're like, you know, I just take contrary action. I'm like, easy for you to say. Like, I don't, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm lucky if I shower today, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm lucky if I get a sip of water. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were days, especially when I was new, mm-hmm. where I didn't feel like getting out of bed. I didn't feel like right. going to work. I didn't feel like doing any of that stuff, but. That was my old self. Yeah. And my new self was, okay, just because you don't feel like it doesn't mean that you shouldn't <laughs> listen right. to that, right? And right. so it was just like, and I, I know you and I have had a lot of conversations around like this like mm-hmm. bootstrapping, right? Like yeah. just pull your boots up and go out the door. And... um it was hard to do that. It's very yeah. hard to do that. But I I think that's why um, having commitments in the meetings was so important when mm. I was new. Because when I didn't want to go, I still needed to go because I had a role there yeah. that was n- necessary. Like I had to collect the money from the hat that was passed around the room or I had to bring a cake or I was a greeter for people as they arrived or I was setting up the meeting or tearing down the meeting or making the coffee or bringing the speakers. Like there's all these different jobs that happen around a meeting. Um, And I had probably three commitments a week. So that was like insurance that I was getting at least a minimum of that. Right. And I think, when we're talking about this, there's really not a place. I think there will be a place. Mm. I think there will be a place for people to come and see yeah. each other. Right now there's not, but there will be. I, I just have this feeling. Yeah. And um, and it's helpful to have a job there. It makes yeah. you feel a part of yeah, and not like an outsider. Mm-hmm. It forces you to talk to other people, especially if you're an introvert. Like even though it seems like I'm an extrovert. I'm not really. Right. Yeah. And so um, having that job got me there, Mm -hmm. getting me there, and then listening to everybody, always always I left feeling better. Yeah. Like we've talked about, like the gym or anything that you do that you kind of know is good for you, but you (laughs) resist. Totally. Totally. (laughs) For me, I think a big one was Nala. Right. Having another living being dependent on you. Not that you need to go out and rescue animals if you're not prepared for that or have a baby, God forbid, if you're not prepared for that. But having her to kind of force me out of bed. Right. And be like, oh, like, you know, I have to at least get my shit together. Like, I, you know, all I have to do is take her out to pee and feed her and then I can go back to bed or whatever it is. Right. Like. Um, taking meds was another one, right? All I have to do is take my meds and then I can go to sleep at night, right? I don't even, some days I don't even like brush my teeth fully, right? Like sometimes I just brush with water because for some reason toothpaste is too much and I just can't, can't do it, you know? 
I've also reached a point too where uh, I'm not single for the first time in several years. Um, and I realized that I am a bit feral. <laughs> like I've been living alone for truly alone for two years now. And like my house is not suitable for company all the time. Right. And so I'm having to do a lot of like maintenance around that, which is good for me and also feels like a lot sometimes because, you know, also when you're getting to know somebody, you just want to like cuddle and spend time with them and like laugh and joke and watch TV and eat food and, you know, just be be with each other. Um, but that means that some of that time is being taken away from like chores and errands and that kind of stuff. Right. And so I'm I've reached this this kind of way of functioning where I'll get up and like I'll be in the kitchen getting some water and I'm like, I have all those dirty dishes. All right. I'm just going to go do the dishes and then I'm going to lay on the couch. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I just do the dishes and I lay on the couch, even though I also have laundry and I need to wash another load of clothes and I need to and, and, and Mm -hmm. right. Just being like, all right, I did a thing. Let me like relax and like be done with that thing. And then if I have more energy later, I will do the laundry. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, Sometimes it doesn't happen the same day, and that's fine. I'll just shove it in the closet, and he can deal with it. You mean you'll emergency protocol? I will emergency protocol. This is the shit. This is the real shit that we're talking about. This is the emergency protocol where it's like, oh, I have a friend staying in my guest room, and I have all this unfolded laundry on my bed that I need to move so that I can fall asleep. So, yeah, that's going to get shoved into my closet until I can deal with it. Yes. That's where the name came from. That's literally it. Right. And like, I don't have a ton of cloth. I don't have a ton of storage space in this house. So it does the, the emergency protocol tends to overflow. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's it. Hey, at least I cleaned the bathroom before my friend arrived. Right. Like bare minimum, you know? Yeah, but you're, you know, it's, you still had a friend arrive. Like you could be like, forget it. I'm not even going to clean my house. And also I'm not going to invite anybody over. I'm just going to get worse right. by myself. I'm right? not. Yeah. Oh, I'm very, very paranoid about turning into a hoarder, which I think is a good sign because I don't know that all, I don't know. I don't know enough about that to make a judgment, I guess. But yeah. I imagine that the self-awareness would be a good indicator that I am not going to turn into Head one. down that road. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the universal mother's taking care of me. Universal mother is I will not turn into a hoarder. <laughs> uh, hmm. All right. Well, I think you get the gist. So yeah. we trust that something bigger is taking care of us. Mm-hmm. One thing I could say as an exercise is maybe writing down mm-hmm. what is something bigger. Yeah. What what in, and what isn't something bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I am not something bigger. You yeah. are not something bigger. Yeah. I, it's so funny. My sponsor was saying, the only thing you need to know about God is you're not it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, ouch. But yep. I think there is a bit of God that lives in us, right? Sure. Like, I think that there is that. I think that we are spiritual beings, mm-hmm. right? But I am not the something bigger that is, like, puppeteering the situation, right? right. I am We're not just, running the simulation. No, we're not. <laughs> we're just like a Tetris block being fucking spun around and yeah. fit into the other blocks, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> 
So um, next episode. Yeah. We're going to go into step four. Step mm-hmm. four is the one when I'm doing workshops with my f- girlfriends, uh, we invite probably 25 women into the workshop. We do one step a month. And um, this is the step where we go from 25 people to about 15 to 18. Mm. And then by the time we get to five, it's 12. Yeah. <laughs> so we end up with half of the amount. The reason number four is so scary for people is most people don't really want to look at themselves, right, in a real way. Yeah. So step four, how we wrote it, is with courage, honesty, and curiosity, we write the stories of the fears, shame, and resentments we carry with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll dive into that next episode Yes, and, um, talk about our process or beginning process. I'm in it just so you know, like I have not completed this step and in part, I think, well, yeah, no, not too many spoilers, but we'll get into that next (laughs) next episode, but I'm doing, I am doing this work. I am writing the stories. I am looking at all of the things and doing it in a way that is a lot less like make an inventory of all the like fucked up sex you've had. (laughs) Well, I, (laughs) we'll get into it next time. You you get me started on this. I'll go down a rabbit hole of all All the ways I've done the inventories, but we're really happy you found us again. And also like are still listening. Like you had a bunch of episodes and you're still here. So thank you for that. And if you could like us and follow us and maybe give us a few stars, that would be really wonderful. If you're feel like it, if you don't feel like it, don't worry about it. You don't have to do it. Yeah. But, and also if you know anybody who you think could benefit from this conversation, please forward it to them. And also we'd love comments and hear what you think and what aren't we saying and what do you want to hear more of and what mm-hmm. do you want to hear less of? Like, yeah, that would be super helpful. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. And thank you, Jackie, for these conversations. Thank you. We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at 12 Steps for Everyone. That's at the number 12 Steps for Everyone. Please like and follow us. You can also send us topics you want us to dig into or follow-up questions from each episode. And if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from our conversations, please feel free to share this with them. All are welcome here.